So Cap gets an endorsement deal with Nike and people lose their mind and burn their Nike shoes and apparel. But you were good when Kobe was choosed of sexual assault, still wore those Nikes. You were good when you knew about Lance Armstrong, still wore those Nikes. You were good when Tiger was found out to be cheating on his wife, not to mention getting beat by his wife. That whole controversy about Tiger and you were still good. But the guy that took a knee in protest of police brutality and racial inequality, along with other social issues, that guy, for some reason, he was the straw that broke the camel's back. Cap protest, quiet protest, mind you. And for some reason, you can't wear Nike anymore. What sense does that make? You can still go on Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram, whatever your social media vice is, and rant as much as you want about how you can't stand Nike, about how you feel about Nike teaming up with Cap because you see Cap as something less than American, someone less than patriotic. You can do that while still taking those clothes and all that apparel from Nike that you no longer can't stand and donating it to the less fortunate, donating it to a homeless shelter, or donating it to the underprivileged children all over this country. And there are thousands, maybe even millions of them, that could use those shoes and that apparel. So you could rant, and at the same time, you could actually do something positive. Let's think about it that way. For me, it's real simple. Nike did something that most shoe companies don't do. And for Nike, it's not new. Nike took a side. They're riding with Cap. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, they rode with Kobe, and you were good with them. They rode with Tiger, you were good with them. Rode with Lance Armstrong, you were good with him. Even when Michael Jordan had his gambling situations back in the 90s, it didn't stop people from buying Nikes. So I'm... I'm kind of thrown off that the guy that is protesting about racial inequality and police and police brutality is somehow the bad guy. That doesn't make sense. And just because some nut job tried to make it seem like Cap was disrespecting the country, when in reality, his protest was about those two things. Troubles me that people are so quick to believe a false narrative. Again, I'm not saying Nike is doing this out of the kindness of their heart. Nike is in the business of making money, and we all know that. We know that. But for them to step out like this, knowing that people are going to take sides, that's kind of unique, especially how polarizing things are in our country. I'm riding with Cap because Cap, is speaking out on things that I can relate to. And if you can't relate to those issues, then you can't really understand where he's coming from. And maybe you don't care to understand where he's coming from. So in the future, as this progresses, and all those people out there 
who think they know what Colin Kaepernick is really about, what he stands for and the issues that he's trying to put out front. Stop sweating the notion that this guy is somehow anti-American when he's not. What he is, is someone trying to bring a dialogue about about something that's very important in our country. Two things that need to be dealt with that haven't been dealt with. Police police brutality is a real thing, as is racial inequality. For me, I'm riding with Cap. I've always worn Nike. I'm going to ride with Nike and see see where this goes. Ultimately, ultimately, I think Cap's going to do big things. If I have an issue, it's with all the so-called pundits who try to put their narrative or their spin on what's actually going on. Uh, is because I don't know if anybody's gotten this. Nike essentially hijacked this issue. They have now made themselves, instead of Colin Kaepernick, the face of, of all of this. And that's just not true. Whatever their motives, for whatever reason, making this deal with Cap, and ultimately their motive is to make money. They know that Cap appeals to a core, to a certain part of this country that they think they can benefit from. But to say that they've taken over the narrative, that just isn't true. If you're putting him out front, then that's who's going to be out front. If people are burning their Nike apparel, if people are saying they feel like they're being betrayed, they're talking about cap. They're still sweating the fact that Colin Kaepernick is still out in front and he's going to be out in front rocking Nike apparel, having his own line. And they're just going to have to deal with that. And, and you know, you can. Guys like Stephen A. Smith have this God complex where he thinks that every time there's an issue of race that he's got to put himself front and center as if somehow the black delegation anointed him or appointed him spokesman. And that just isn't true. Stephen A. Smith runs his mouth, speaks only for Stephen A. Smith and no one else. But he does speak a lot for Stephen A. Smith. One of the criticisms that's constantly put out there towards Colin Kaepernick is that he hasn't spoken as much as they would like, or he hasn't made some kind of prepared speech. And my response to that is simple. He began this by taking a knee in a quiet protest. Someone asked him why he was taking a knee and he answered them. This got legs. Other players picked up and fans started to realize what was going on and they took their sides. Colin Kaepernick never claimed to be some kind of revolutionary. He never claimed to be this great public speaker. I think when you put out there what you're concerned about, when you talk about racial inequality or police brutality, you don't have to make a speech about that. It's in the air. It's gone on. It's happened. And people feel that. I think Cap has spoken more than enough. But if he's going to go forward with this, and I think he will, maybe he will do some more speaking engagements. But he doesn't have to, or at least he doesn't have to to please people like Stephen A. Smith. I think Kaepernick has to do things at his pace, and he has to be true to himself when dealing with these issues. For me, it's real simple. This is Cap's show. This is Cap out in front dealing with these issues and, and, and maybe starting a dialogue that shouldn't stop 
anytime soon. But let's let Cap do this in his own way. Let that man live. And let's see how this folds out or unfolds as time progresses. Also, guys, because I'm playing catch up, instead of the usual Facebook responses um, coming off the holidays, so we'll have the Facebook responses about the one-on-ones, but we'll also have some Facebook responses about the Kaepernick situation. So let's get into those right away. My man James says, I'm down for charities Nike donates to, but eventually it has to be we are we are aware of the fact that they're trying to make money. This isn't about anything more than Nike profiting off of Colin Kaepernick. Dash says, Nike made a boss move to me. We're clear that they already had Cap on the roster, so it's not like they just found him out at the last minute. And, and you know, he says, half the country hates him and sees him as something less or even anti-American. It's a gamble. They're trying to make money by riding with Cap, no doubt. But this move it goes against the whole Republicans buy sneakers, too. <laughs> That's true. Because we all know that where 99.9% of the fake outrage is coming from. Reek says, it's a gamble. But as they said, it's a profitable gamble. Nike realizes that Kaepernick appeals to a certain part of this country. That's true, Reek. Johnny says, I was thinking the same thing. The only people losing sleep over this are the same people that said he was disrespecting the military and was anti-American. Dash, you're on point. What Nike is doing by riding with Cap is taking a side. And yes, Nike is about making money, but this move isn't just a boss move. It's a move that appeals to a certain section of the country and other countries as well. That's actually a really good answer because... Nike is looking at the bigger picture. It's not just Kaepernick's appeal within our own country. I think they're right. I think that other countries are aware of the situation and he has an appeal outside of this country. So that's a really smart answer. Simi, Simi, nice name. I hope the consumers know they have a stronghold on damn near every money making sport play just to clarify that's true nike's got their hand in everything lena says how is nike a villain now when nobody vilified them when they supported kobe when he was charged with sexual assault when they was supported lance armstrong and all the allegations that were found out to be true about him when they still supported michael jordan with his gambling issues or the controversy with tiger woods All of a sudden, the guy that stands up for social inequality is the reason why you don't want to wear Nike no more. It makes no sense unless maybe these people just have a problem with Colin Kaepernick's race. I'm not sure I'm willing to go that far, but it'd be unrealistic to not think that's not an element because I definitely think it is. Money Max says. All you people that are speaking from your emotional toolbox, did you ever think that Nike knows exactly what they're doing? Did you ever think that they have accountants and lawyers who have already forecasted the effect that this would have have on their business? If you know anything about business, 
you know that sometimes you must take a strategic stand to win the battle, especially as it relates to achieving something as big as social justice. That's true. Nike can both make a profit and Cap can still make his point. I think that's where that marriage will work. I think that's where they'll do for each other. So again, great answer, Milt. I feel you on that. Sammy says, how about doing things just like that meme suggests? Instead of throwing away your Nike gear, give it away to the millions of homeless veterans you pretend to care about. Look, I don't think that everybody who's against what Kaepernick has to say or who currently suddenly woke up and was against Nike are faking their concern over the homeless veterans. But are somebody or are, are some of those people trying to throw that as a wedge and make it seem like, well, Kaepernick doesn't care about the country and somehow he's disrespecting soldiers. People have been doing that for quite some time. And the reality of it is his protest has nothing to do with that. He is kneeling again for the thousandth time in protest of police brutality, of racial inequality. And he's didn't he did it in a peaceful manner, in a respectful manner. To say otherwise is to be dishonest. How this plays out ultimately will come down to the impact that Cap and Nike can make in the two things that they're most concerned with. Nike's trying to make that money. Bank on that, they're trying to make that money. And Cap's trying to use the platform to create social change. That's a challenge, but I'm interested in watching the process he goes through trying to make an impact. Again, Facebook fam, thanks for your answers. Good looking out. On a lighter note, y'all, let's get into that one-on-one that we put out there before the holidays. Steph Curry against the answer, Allen Iverson, one-on-one. And here's some of your comments. Philly says, not surprisingly, the answer is the answer. He might even dunk on him a couple of times. Sean says, I'd take Iverson, but it would be closer than most think. Leah says, most players that can shoot from 15 to 18 feet can jab step you. Steph can jab step from 30 to 35 feet and raise up. It would be fun to watch, but I'm going with Steph. Sean says, yeah, Steph's range is crazy. It's got to be Steph. Kenny says, I don't know. I think Alex Iverson in a game of one-on-one would be way too quick for Steph Curry. There's no way Steph can stay in front of the answer. Sean says, you have to shoot from every place on the floor when you're playing one-on-one. You can't just be a driver. And I think the advantage would go to Steph because Steph has range and is effective everywhere on the floor. Kenny says, AI can shoot threes too. Sean says, yeah, 30%, <laughs> which is a good answer. But remember, this is a game of one-on-one, and it's a little bit different. Ray says, I love AI. In a game of one-on-one, Steph's range and quick release is ridiculous. Don't have to look fancy. Just have to put it, the ball in the hoop. And Steph makes it look easy. In the end, remember, Steph's not just the better shooter, but he's also the bigger man. I think Steph would have the advantage in a game of one-on-one. Banks says, unless they play back and forth, if they play make it, take it, 
Steph would never get the ball because there's no way Steph would ever be able to stop AI. Well, let's just assume, Bank, that they go back and forth. That way everybody has to play some defense. It's an interesting matchup. And I do think it's a lot closer than most want to realize. If I'm looking at the numbers, it's pretty close. I'm not going to make a decision, but I do appreciate you guys' comments. Just putting this out there, fam. My next one-on-one, Clay Thompson versus H2O, Allen Houston. One-on-one, who you got? This has been fun. I'm coming off a holiday, a long holiday. Before I get out of here, I just want to mention something that I think got mentioned last week. But this this kind of like is something that we need to talk about. A lot of people have been mentioning how NFL players don't have guaranteed contracts. They need to renegotiate. I still agree with that. But the closest thing they're going to get to guaranteed contracts anytime soon are these contracts that were signed by these four players. Odell Beckham Jr., five-year, $95 million. But the key is $65 million guaranteed. Aaron Donald, six years, 135, $87 million guaranteed. Khalil Mack, six years, 141, $90 million guaranteed. And of course, Aaron Rodgers got a four-year extension by the Packers worth over $100 million guaranteed. Remember, y'all, that's guaranteed money. That's money in the bank. That's as close as NFL players are going to get to guaranteed money anytime soon. The owners, they're not trying to go out like that. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. We're going to get into the one-on-ones. We're going to talk some NFL because the season is right around the corner tomorrow. I would tell you that H and I would do a show tonight, but that's not a lock. I'll tell you what I will do. I'll come back on and maybe H will join me, but I'll come back on and we'll talk about some more of today's events to keep up in real time. Good looking out, Anchor. Thank you again. Thank the Facebook fam. Don't forget, you guys can still get out there, leave a voice message, as long as you have the Anchor app. It's the Cypher. Next time.